Hey, welcome back to Conversion Marketing Radio, guys. I am very excited to have a, uh, a very influential guest on the show today. His name's Danny Vega. He's a two comma, cl- a two comma club member. And Danny, are you excited to be on the show today? I am super excited, Ben. Awesome. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. Let's get into this. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio. Uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. Hey guys, as I said in the intro, I've got Danny Vega here. And uh, if, you go, if you don't know who Danny Vega is, you're definitely behind on the times because this guy is dropping value bombs uh, like it's nobody's business. I mean, it's like war out there with the amount of value that he gives daily. And uh, even as a, an agency owner myself and running my own business, I still find daily uh, the stuff that this guy is putting out there. So Danny, to give you a little bit of his background, uh, his current job, he runs an agency that provides full digital marketing services for local businesses. He has also uh, graciously put out two different courses uh, that are jam-packed value bomb courses in which Danny's kind of giving like an over-the-shoulder look as to how he's been able to scale uh, an agency by also selling Facebook ads. And so he's got two courses. One is uh, Facebook ads itself. So if you, don't, if you aren't running an agency but you are scaling a business, highly recommend going for that one. Uh, and then if you are interested in uh, either quitting your 9 to 5 or uh, perfecting your agency, definitely go with this agency course as well. And then the two, man, the synergy that, that comes, I'm sure uh, people are just uh, killing it. He's, he's worked with over 700 students, so uh, you would by far not even be the first one or the first one to even say uh, Danny drops value bombs. He runs a Facebook group called Entrepreneur Hustle, which is actually the community that I, I met him in. This is a community of about, what is it, 37,000 entrepreneurs? Danny, is that right? Uh, yeah, it's cl- close to 38 now, so holy pretty, cow! Pretty and much. I, I forget sometimes how, how big <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's it's growing fast. I checked on Danny's website last night, and it said it was like 34, and um, I think it's I think it's just growing too fast for him to to keep up and, and update that every single day. Um, this is actually how I met Danny, or initially got introduced to him, uh, and then later found out that there was actually more of a, a special connection between, uh, and you guys have, have met Stephen Larson, you know the, the history behind uh, my connection with Stephen Larson from Sales Funnel Broker, or like uh, Russell Brunson's personal uh, <laughs> Sales Funnel Builder, and uh, Danny and James Smiley, is that right? So you guys have a mastermind together there in Texas? Right, correct. Uh, they had Stephen come out and, uh, he, that guy just laid out some some bombs after that, and um, I guess he talked about some of the old days and, and some of the past that uh, Stephen and I have had. And um, I saw this as a really interesting way to connect with Danny, and getting him on the show today is uh, such a treat, not only for myself, but I hope you guys can take a lot of value from this as well. What uh, Danny specializes in is bridging the gap between digital marketing and revenue growth, and I want to get into this uh, specifically today because uh, if you aren't connecting your marketing, the lifeblood of your business to revenue, uh, just a heads up, you're going to fail and die in miserable, miserable business death. It's not going to be happy. So definitely want to get into that. And then here are some of the qualities that I've noticed. So uh, almost daily, there are these people that I don't think notice Danny on his Facebook page. He is uh, so you, or, uh, on his Facebook group. And some people uh, will go and comment on his on his post and they're like admin delete this this is selling and it's like oh person like <laughs> no you what you like check before you post guys this is like a common thing check before you post danny is asking questions uh you know like hey the, how can i help you guys how can i better serve you and they're like oh this guy's selling another course and oh another guru is coming along it's like well if you didn't want to be part of the course or, or be part of the group and you know have danny actually go figure out like how can i better serve you then um, probably leave the group, you know? But what I've noticed is he's not backlashing. He, this guy is a living, breathing testament to Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, the, the comments that he makes back are these very open and sincere comments. And this is something that I don't think he would ever claim himself as being a, a sincere or patient and an understanding, easygoing guy. But he really is. I like there are comments that I I've wanted to write and and back up Danny for some of the stuff that uh, people are are claiming against him, 
And I have to delete it because I'm going to come across as like Satan here. So he, Danny puts a lot of passion into helping this group. And I mean, seriously, guys, just go join the group if you're not there. Um, he is posting and dropping these bombs like five or six times a day. I think yesterday, what did you do, like six videos yesterday or something like that? I was like, where are you getting time to do this, Danny? Yeah, um, and, and actually, I, I, I came I came back from uh, about three weeks of being sick. So, um, and, and I, you know, when I first grew my group, and, and the group hasn't even been a year. It's it's actually going to be a year next week that that I've created it. Wow. Um, but at the beginning, like what you saw yesterday is what I was doing every day for months and months and months. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, right. So yeah. So I mean, yesterday was kind of like the norm for me. Um, and uh, yeah, man, yeah, I was I was I was gone for about three weeks, just being sick off and on, and um, it was actually kind of after like the the whole Dallas Mastermind Thanksgiving time. Yeah, and, you uh, definitely. I remember you posting uh, about uh, catching something along the way, and some bad luck hit you uh, as well yeah. up there in Dallas, didn't <laughs> it? It was it was bad this year. I don't know what it was, but it, it was bad. But I, I I mean I'm still not 100, percent but I'm like almost right there. Well, I'm I'm glad you're you're good enough uh, to, to do this interview. I really am because uh, there's a lot of good questions um, that I'm excited to hear your answers on. I'm excited to hear more about who you are and, and how this all came to be. And I, I know you've shared some videos out there, but um, I'd love to hear more of that, like, that, that same sincerity and, and genuineness. I don't even know if that's a word, genuineness. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But Danny, another thing that I've, I've lo- like loved what you uh, your approach is, like any master or, or person who's honed in on their uh, on their trade, you've done something, and I watch what you're doing here, and it's amazing to see the growth and, and like every day the consistency, is that you go back to being a student, like you're a master already, and then I can see what you're producing is you put your like this this mindset on and i can see based upon your posts that you become a student again and this is what i think is what has given you that uh, that master skills and and that's what i want to get into so um from that intro danny is there any gaps or anything that i missed out on uh no i mean you you pretty much hit it spot on perfect well give us a little glimpse into like your like a little like of your personal life like uh Basically, let's get into how how Danny Vega came to be, and uh, and then let's talk about your experience after that. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I grew up, um, you know, I, I didn't grow up like poor or like in the slums or, or anything like that. You know, um, had a pretty decent child life, um, but you know, ever since kind of finishing high school and then going out to college, you know, like you know, during those years, like between sixteen and twenty two, um, you know, I had tons of jobs <laughs> I could never like hold on a job and that's not because you know I was getting fired but because like I, I just got bored I got bored really fast you know so I had about I don't know be- anywhere between 20 to 22 jobs within like you know six years um, and at the same at the same token you know I went to about four different colleges and I didn't complete any of them I actually completed one semester from one of them but you know I, I just got bored as well you know I was like you know these teachers that are teaching me this stuff like I already know it, so why do I have to be here paying, and uh, and and relearning it again, you know, in in a much more simpler way? So you know, so I dropped out of four different colleges, had a whole bunch of jobs, um, and and I think that's what really got me into being like you know an, an entrepreneur. Huh. And uh, I first started really you know kind of working from home. Um, you know, I, I didn't I wasn't an entrepreneur by like opening up a brick and mortar store or anything like that. I to me being an entrepreneur was just having like the freedom of being able to earn, you know, my own money at my time whenever I wanted, right? And that was from the comfort of my home. Like my whole goal was like, if I could work from home and make like two grand, like that would be so cool. Like you know, yeah. And uh, and that's what I did. You know, I I, I started looking for different, um, you know, real like real opportunities, real companies that just hired people from home. And this was about 13 years ago. Wow. Um, okay. And uh, so I would just scour the internet, you know, I, at that time I saw a bunch of ads and this was really popular, you know, over a decade ago that you, you, you would see a lot of banner ads saying, you know, work at home jobs, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and a lot of those were scams. So that kind of started, you know, piquing my interest. I'm like, there's gotta be a legit opportunity out here where I could actually, you know, work from home, you know, leave whatever nine to five job I had at the time and just work from home 
and, and be able to make some money. And, and I did that. Um, so I did that for about a year and a half. And um, around that time, you know, we ended up moving from Florida to California. And That's uh, a big so we, move. we had a, huh? That's a big move. <clears throat> yeah, well, here's a crazy thing. We had a, like, this was, this was October of maybe like 11 years ago or so. And um, so a couple months right before, uh, two months before that in August, we just bought a brand new minivan. And, and, uh, we, and we had twin girls. They were probably about a couple months, maybe, yeah, not even, uh, maybe, maybe about a year or so. So we, you know, it was me and my wife. Uh, I was living with my parents at the time and our two girls who were twins. So we packed everything that we had in our minivan that we had that we just bought, you know, their cribs, everything, like whatever we could stuff in there, and we just moved cross country. Wow. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that was pretty crazy. And we did that just, you know, I've, I've always been the person like, I, you know, I guess having different jobs, you know, so many different jobs and jumping out of college, like I got bored pretty fast. So we wanted, you know, we kind of felt the same way. Like, you know, we've been in Florida for so long. I was there for like almost 16, 18 years. I'm like, it's now time for like a different, uh, you know, a different story. You know, like we, we got to go on and create like our own, our own journey. And um, so we just so we did that, you know, we just packed everything, went from Florida all the way to California. And um, right before that, I started kind of peeking into web design. Um, and the only reason I did that was because back in high school, a couple years ago, or b before that, um, I, I took a web design class. And that always like that was always in the back of my mind, like, hey, this is pretty cool. Just, you know, kind of build out websites. Um, so I saw someone that I knew. Um, making I, I think it might have been a video or a blog post that I read back then but they were doing like 5000 a month you know okay. so I was here making like 2 grand a month just working from home <clears throat> and I saw this story of this guy making 5 grand that's like two and a half times more so I'm like you know hey I, I learned this stuff in high school let me try to dabble it with it again and see if I can actually get a client you know so I started doing some some cold out email outreach um, and landed two different clients that you know kind of gave me small little jobs here and there and um, and with that along with those work at home jobs that I had, we, we ended up moving into California and that's kind of what sustained me for a little bit of time. Um, <clears throat> so we got there moved, you know, lived in with family and I finally started kind of dabbing into a little bit more seriously. And I'm like, let me see if I can kind of land a larger project. Um, and I did that. So I landed a project that was worth 5,000 and that would, you know, by, by doing that, I kind of stopped those work at home jobs that I had. And I just focused on that. And that was kind of like, I think at that time, that was like the real start of, you know, being an entrepreneur without really having like a nine to five or like those, you know, small little work at home jobs. Yeah, that's awesome. That like how you kind of molded in itself into it based upon uh, really just getting out of the, the norm. You know, I mean, how many people are really going out and going like, okay, how much money do I actually need to survive and live? And it's a lot lower than most people think, you know? It's like it's all the luxury items that they want to add in or, you know, quitting their job at six grand and being like, well, I've lived comfortably at six grand, so I can't really quit my job and go do a $2,000 job, you know, or start out right. that way because their lifestyle doesn't, you know, accommodate for that. Um, but as you, as you start working with this, I mean, uh, let's go back to that expertise or that specialty, right? Let, let's talk about your area of expertise. Like break it down for us. Give us something that we probably don't know about your area of expertise. Like uh, maybe something that you find consistently people are asking you or you're working with clients or businesses and they're coming away being like, wow, I never knew that or I never considered that uh, or thought that that was important. Like what, what exactly is in that of your expertise? Well, I mean, my, 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 so my expertise has always been kind of like a, a tech geek. You know, I've always been into technology, you know, built computers when I was younger, um, you know, and, and, you know, so I, I've always been into technology somehow um, as far as, I mean, a little, a little bit more advanced than, than, than some people, you know, I mean, some people think just being on the computer is technology, but, you know, development, because I, I was, you know, when I started doing the web design stuff, I went from designer to more of a developer. Uh, building out systems, applications, you know, apps, front-end databases, all that kind of stuff. Um, so so I, I love technology. So I brought that into what I'm doing now with marketing. Um, but one thing I think that I'm really hounding on that's kind of, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if it's opening up doors or not, but um, the way I, I talk to people 
and explain this, you know, it, it does kind of open up their eyes like, oh, I never realized that, um, was just kind of looking at everything um, in terms of like even your business or wh whether you do marketing or not, but kind of looking at everything as like a funnel. Um, and this is one thing that I talked about in my, in my mastermind in Dallas that we had was um, hacking the data. So with, with that principle, it's like, you know, you have to look at everything from like a 30,000 foot view. Um, and really like every step of the process, no matter what it is, whether you're generating leads, you know, you're just, you know, sales, having a conversation with someone, prospecting, you have to look at each step that you do in your business. Um, and you have to like really break it down and find and find out what's like, what's, what's that one thing that's kind of holding you back that allows you to scale, you know, two to three times more, you know, and sometimes it's like a small tweak that someone does in order to like have that like exponential growth, you know, most of the time, this is kind of kind of takes you back to web design. When I would develop, you know, websites, complicated things usually are not like a big issue. Um, it's always like the small, tedious things that end up taking me like maybe a week to figure out. Like, oh, that's what the problem was. And um, you know, kind of growing businesses is kind of the same way. You know, it's not the whole structure or implementation of like systems or frameworks. It's always like you know figuring out what the bottleneck is and then fixing that for optimal conversions. And I think that kind of plays along perfectly with, with the title of the podcast. Perfect, yeah, I love that. It's, um, man, you hit on so many good points. Like definitely it's all about those, uh, the smaller tweaks, not the big ones, it's the smaller ones that matter. But it's like, you, they're continuous, you know? You gotta make, kind of continually make these tiny tweaks. Um, and then the other part that I, I love what you hit on is you talked about essentially business owners looking from 30,000 feet up. So before I, uh, or right after I graduated, this is actually right, this is where uh, Steven Larson and I departed. This is, uh, he calls it <laughs> our breakup. So <laughs> the breakup. Um, I think he I, talked about this in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, did he? He talked about the breakup. Oh, that's funny. He's always like, hey, remember, you're the one that left me. So um, this is your fault. Um, anyways, I ended up getting a, a job as a consultant for a consulting agency that worked uh, on an executive level for like Fortune 500 companies. So I worked with like CEOs and CMOs and all these guys. And I was like half the age of the next youngest person in the room. You know, I mean, dumb as bricks though in that sense because I have no idea what's actually going on because we're talking about healthcare, but also how their business is structured. And it helped me to see business in a very different way because everything before was down in the dirt. But now as I'm working with these guys who aren't doing the day-to-day -day tasks, they're just looking at what are these major problems and what are the major numbers and what are the major things we, we should know about and making decisions based upon that. And I remember uh, going and doing all these different interviews with actual workers down who are implementing and they had a really hard time seeing the vision. You know, They couldn't wrap their heads around what the big vision was because all they knew was the day-to-day -day tasks. And I think right. a lot of business owners get stuck in that the exact same way that you're saying. It's it's all about, you know, they get stuck down in the dirt and they forget, hey, you know what, come up for air and, and then let's take a look. So that's, that. man, that is a huge point that you, you bring up right there. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is you became a two comic club member. Is that, was that back in October? Is that right? Um, yeah, it, somewhere October. September, October, somewhere in that, in that range. So, uh, there's no date on there except just the year, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for those that don't know, what exactly does that mean? So, a two combo club, you know, getting into the two combo club means that you had a funnel that generated over a million dollars of revenue. And is that in like a like certain time period or just overall? Um, yeah, there's really no time period on it. Um, because yeah, I looked and you know I'm like yeah there's there's a little time period on it when you know when I had to fill out the uh, the application for it um, but um, yeah but my my funnel took about want to take about maybe I think four to six months somewhere in that in that range Wow and exactly how did you end up going through and, and producing it was that the goal was that your um, your hopes or just simply moving forward? No, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, my intention when I when I first built that funnel that that got me in there, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to do this to get into the two combo club at all, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's not that's not the intention. <laughs> you know, it was just, um, I mean, you know, just the traffic that, that that came from there, the sales that were produced, 
um, you know, it was, it was a great, a uh, great campaign. That's so awesome. Um, now looking at like your background, uh, some of the successes that you've seen, um, I also want to talk a little bit about the reality about of building a business and or being an entrepreneur. And uh, as in taking the bad with the good, I'd love to hear what you would consider to be the worst or hardest entrepreneur entrepreneurial moment or our business decision to date. Um, I would say, I, I would say after looking at everything, you know, like the good, the bad, um, kind of like being down in the dirts, just, you know, really, really working and hustling hard every day to where, you know, now there's like success, there's breathing room. I would definitely say like, you know, if you're married, um, or if you have like a relationship with, with someone else, um, like when you just put so much work into it, you know, it could definitely affect that you know what I mean yeah and um, and I, I say that from from firsthand because I mean you know my, my wife you know I love her and you know we're, we're great and everything but I mean yeah there's gonna be times when you're just working on trying to build your business or just trying to build other clients businesses and uh, you kind of you kind of get tunnel vision and, and that's the same way with kind of like you know what you said looking at everything from a 30,000 foot view you get tunnel vision when you're looking at everything from like a day-to-day operations but you know, just trying to grow your own business as an entrepreneur, you get the same tunnel vision as well. And uh, sometimes you don't really look at like the real reality of what's there in front of you. And um, yeah, so I mean, that could definitely affect. I mean, anything from relationships to um, you know, I mean, if you have like a normal job, you can kind of like just start forgetting about that um, while you're trying to you know become an entrepreneur. So yeah, so there's there's definitely like a, a balance that needs to be there. Um, in order for like you know the reality and like you know the entre- the entrepreneurship journey to to continue healthy, you know, Absolutely. so I think that's one thing that a lot of people really don't look at, um, and uh, yeah, a personal development has a lot to do with it too. So, so was there ever like a, a moment that was just so hard that was like, you know, I gotta I gotta do something, I gotta shift something here, um, and if so, what was that moment? Yeah, I mean, there, there's been a couple of dips. Uh, I guess you could call it a dip, <laughs> and uh, as me being an entrepreneur, um, it's a nice light for, term of saying it's a dip. Uh, mine are more like peaks and valleys. And by yeah, valleys, yeah, yeah. Like we're definitely that. Def, I, I like that better. I like the peaks and and I like the valleys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those valleys are those big dips that just go 180 down straight. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, I think that having like those valley moments is what gets you. To where you need to be at the peak, you know. Um, I, I feel like if you're not like at your worst moment, then you're you're just kind of writing it out. You know, you're you're very you, you become complacent. And um, so I mean, I had a couple. Um, the first one was really when we moved from you know we were in California for about a year and a half, and then we moved to Texas, and that's kind of where we stayed. We tried going to Florida, didn't have enough money for gas, or or, or the rental truck or anything. So we we're like, you know, let's just stop in Texas. So we did that. Um, and while we were here, you know, I had lived with my sister-in-law for, I think it was maybe a couple weeks, not even a month. And we were like, you know, we, we can't just be living here with, you know, family for the whole time. We got to like kind of move out. So, I mean, at this time, like when we were living in Florida, we had, we had lived on our own for a little bit, but we were kind of always bouncing back and forth from, you know, family to family. Um, just like I, I said with, you know, I had a whole bunch of jobs dropped out of college, me and my wife. We've been together for about 16 years now. We've probably moved different residences about 15 times. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. I, so I think we're like the family nomads of entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of times. And that's congrats on 16 years. That's a, that's a good number. Yeah. Good amount of time with each other. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, you talked so, about so – I mean, Oh, sorry. Like, you keep know, going. Yeah. Yeah, real quick. So, um, yeah, so, so just being that predicament in Texas – you know, we were like, we have to like, you know, find, you know, we, we got to live on our own. So that's, you know, so at that moment, like, you know, we found a house, very small house. It was like 1100 square feet for a family of five. And, um, just kind of being like in that Valley moment. And that's just one of, of a couple. Um, but that allowed me to just work really hard and finally hit like my first five digit figure a month that I made. So it was about a month moving into the house. I finally made like 10 K that month as a designer or developer. So, um, yeah, so I think those value moments are super, super critical. They kind of really make you find who you are 
and just really focus on what's going to get me out of this as quick as possible. That's amazing. Um, you, you brought up a point a little earlier, and I, and I skipped over, but you then kind of brought it up again in a different way. Uh, you, family and that significant other, they there's actually there's a study, and it just hit, hit <laughs> brought it back to my mind. I remember reading about this study that people that are married have a higher success rate than those that are not because they have something to work for when they are no longer, like when they're burnt out themselves or when they uh, no longer are motivated because they don't have that opportunity to lose that motivation when there's someone that's relying on them. And uh, you brought up, you know, you, you're in this tiny space and you're in a, a very, uh, there's five of you guys. Is that you, your wife, and three kids? Is that right? Right. Yeah. Our twin girls. And then um, when we moved to Texas, our son was about like eight months. So we had a, just a brand new baby boy. Wow. Yeah. And it's a tiny space. I'm sure that was really enlightening or, or motivational for you to go, I've got to do something. Um, yeah. What was that shift though? Like, cause in order to get to 10,000, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of these posts that I see that's like, guys, it's so easy. Um, and it can be easy if you have the right mindset. What was that mindset that changed that said, I can do that, right? You went from 2000, you saw someone doing 5,000, now you're talking five figures. Uh, what happened there? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, just like you said, at that time, you know, yeah, it wasn't an overnight success because I had been doing at least the web design stuff for about about two years before I finally hit like that 10 figure mark. Um, and um, and my, my whole goal wasn't even to hit like a specific figure it was just to it was really just to make enough money so we could live like very comfortably you know um and just like you said earlier you know a lot of us don't realize like when we take out all the, the extra expenses and and you know eating out or just extra stuff that we buy and um other luxurious items you know we really don't need that much to like actually live um so i mean you know hitting that much i was like wow i was like if i could do this one month i wonder if i could continue doing this over and over and over again but um, yeah, I think I think the mindset was just, you know, not a feed family five. We're in a brand new state. We're on our own, and it's really up to me. You know, living in Florida, you know, we we're kind of bouncing between family. We lived in an apartment for a little while with our, our with our girls. Um, but then we moved back with with family again. So we were never really on our own for like a long period of time. And if something ever happened, we had family to rely to. You know, living in California, we were with family for a year and a half that we were out there. But now in Texas, I'm like, you know, we can't just squeeze back in with my sister-in-law. Like, we're actually, like, on our own now. You know, like, we have to make it. And uh, I think it was just, you know, being all the way down, like, in that, in that valley moment that I'm like, you know, and it's up to me to do it, not, not anyone else. You know, like, if I, don't, if I don't make it, then either we're going to just be living poor or we're going to be out on the streets. Yeah, wow. That, I mean, it's a big, your back's up against the wall moment, you know. It's decisions have to get to be made and then um, I guess for those people that are out there and that might be looking at their situation whether it's a nine to five or whether um, they're starting out and or they're not really sure what to do what kind of advice would you give them um, that you feel was something that you've learned yourself and maybe it can advance a couple of years for them that you had to struggle yourself or, or just allow them to struggle I mean, that, that could be a choice too <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think struggling is good um, because it lets you really find the reason why you want to do, you know, whatever your, your goals and dreams are, right? Like a lot of people who have like that nine to five and they want to become an entrepreneur um, or an entrepreneur that's, you know, maybe not doing like five figures a month, but they want to get there. You know, I, I think struggling, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a kid who you know, grows up a millionaire and just gets handed like, you know, the, their inheritance and they really didn't work for it. Um, I think it's good to, to actually work for what you want to, for what you want to become, you know, and, and actually go through those pains and struggles. Um, because I think that's what really kind of, you know, chisels and defines a person is through their, their struggles, you know, for sure. You know, and, I, uh, I mean, there's, you know, lots of entrepreneurs yeah, have those that. struggles. I completely agree with that. It's, um, sorry to cut you off. I'm just nodding my head here of like, yeah, like, uh, I, I count my failures like they're blessings, you know? Right. And I don't consider right. them failures. I consider them 
my learning experiences and the opportunities that I had um, to not be given something. Uh, I don't know if you if if I've uh, ever given a background, but so I'm originally from South Africa. We moved to the states and we had nothing, and it was really hard growing up. You know, we we came with nothing but two suitcases. But I look at that experience, and then you know I couldn't legally get a job. I couldn't uh, legally. Um, go find work and just be like a regular teenager. I remember dreaming about the day I could legally get a job, but instead of what I was doing at the time was I was starting these little businesses because it was kind of a little loophole, you know? (laughs) And my dream was to go work for someone else and just waiting for the day I could legally work for someone else. And exactly (laughs) as you're saying, it's the struggle. And I look back and um, I've I've thanked my parents more times than I, I can count of that decision to move knowing it was going to be hard because it, I mean, all my brothers, they've, they've seen a lot of success. It really put that fire in, in every single one of us. And I know for yourself there, it might not be like you came from like rags to riches. And I know you, you've said that that's not your story, but it's still discovering and struggling and still not being given something and going through and learning how to create this and how to do it over again. And, and how, I mean, if, if all of it was taken away from you, it's not like a big deal because you know how to go and create it again. You know? Right, right, um, exactly. And 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 you you touch on on a on a really good point right there is if you didn't have those struggles, and you know for some reason or another you know all that money that you were just kind of handed went away, like what are you going to do? You know. And what would you? And do how are you? Yeah, how are you going to? How are you going to get that money back? Like you know you never went through any struggles and you really don't know how to to make it work. You know, so now you're kind of like left alone. And you're not really sure. So I think, you know, going through those struggles is, is, is super important. You know, I, I agree with it, too. There's this other part as well. Um, it's not just money. It's also like followers or influence, right? Like some of these YouTube stars have learned how to grow these massive followings. But at the same time, I don't think they've struggled enough so to know what the crap to do with these followings. Like people have millions and millions <laughs> of followers. And you think, man, like you can bank a mil a year easily with like a thousand loyal followers right and these guys have like millions and uh you see like the highest paid youtube stars like what 16 20 million something around that it's like well you moron like dude, if you had like a struggle and like it wasn't just given to you or, like you didn't just go create content like you actually knew what to do with your audience um besides just like putting out you know like, goofy little viral videos like you would actually be like a billionaire you know and yeah. we see it daily. And there's people that are dreaming of like, oh man, like I wish I had a million followers or I wish I had like all these Instagram people. It's like, well, what would you do with it? It's like, I think you would legitimately, like, you would ruin your audience <laughs> if that just <laughs> handed it to you, you know? Right. Yeah, so, and, and that's, that's another, um, I think that's another big blue ocean is, you know, you know, all these influencers, uh, you know, YouTube or Instagram, they really don't know how to monetize their, their, their followers or their content. Um, some of them are starting to learn, but you know, there's still a lot of them out there that, you know, have a bunch of followers, but they're just making videos, and that's all. Dude, I will tell you, I saw that Blue Ocean last year, and it was Steve Larson's first podcast. He interviewed me, and I just started a business, literally capitalizing on those people, and <laughs> uh, we shut the business down after three months of dealing with those people because it was so bad. It was like, oh, was it? <laughs> they are so entitled. You know, it's like. Right. Like, hey, we've re like we've pre-written your tweet. Every tweet that this one girl had, we would probably bank like ten grand. Every tweet, 140 characters. Not you don't even have to write it. Like we <laughs> pre-wrote it and would send it to her, and she'd be like, "Nah, I don't feel like posting that today." It's like, oh my gosh, like you're kidding me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, but I'm pretty sure there's other people that want to deal with that. I just didn't want to deal with uh, with these people, and and. Uh, <laughs> but, it was it was it is a blue ocean and if you can if you want to deal with those kinds of people and you you know how to deal with them holy right. crap like you that's a billion dollar business right there and that's what we saw we're like okay like we'll just go build some funnels for these guys and opening day man we had 50,000 people to our site we cashed like 20 grand like opening day <laughs> without even like running the launch sequence or anything like that it was literally like hey guys go to this link no explanation nothing 20 grand rolls through it was nuts and then three months later we were like you know what uh let's just go do something else because this is getting this is tiring trying to figure out how to work with uh, some of these influencers that think you know they're amazing but if you can find the good ones holy cow billion dollar business right right and that's the main thing i think just finding finding those those that you want to work with 
how did how did you grow your group? How did you get this to thirty seven thousand? You have it's not even been a year yet. This is something that like it's kind of a phenomenon. You're kind of a unicorn in that perspective, and that's a very fast <laughs> growth. Yeah, um, December thirty first. December thirty first is when I uh, when I created it. Um, and all been organic. I haven't used paid ads to grow the group or anything like that. So um, yeah, so just just thinking about that almost a year later, I'm like, you know, it, it definitely grew, grew pretty quick. Um, you know, when I created it, I didn't think a year later I was going to have almost 40,000 people in a group, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I woke up that morning. I knew I, I had to create a group. You know, I didn't know the reasons why. I'm, I'm like, I just have to. You know, my, my course was about to launch. And I'm like, I, I've seen other people have a group, you know, about 15, 20,000 people, and they've had them for like three years. I'm like, it'll be cool to have like even, you know, 5,000 people in a group. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, what I did, you know, just post a lot of content, just like you said yesterday, you saw me going live six times. And, you know, I think before recording, I even mentioned that's exactly what I was doing like every day for months and months and months. Um, but yeah, just putting out the content out there not only engages the audience, but it's just going to show Facebook that, you know, you're putting out content, especially live video, which is really hot right now. And uh, they're just going to open up that group to other people so they could join it as a recommended group. Um, so just that. And um, I mean, that's like the, the main key really is just putting out tons of content, quality content, of course, um, that gets people to engage with that post. And no one likes poo-poo content for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's funny the tricks. They're like, all you got to do is just post. You're like, no. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't take time to write it, why would I take time to read it? <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's a, that's a good, that's a good analogy. Um, man, this has been awesome. So I've got some some good little, uh, what I would call opinion questions, right? So we got the good, the bad, and the opinionated. Um, okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? Ooh, I like that one. Um, best advice I've ever received. Okay. Um, so. When I was still a developer, uh, and I and I believe, and I still, you know, I, I believe that this is what really kind of like put me like on the spotlight. And I, I, I hate saying that word because I don't feel like, like, you know, I, I don't want to think that you know there's a bunch of people looking at me or anything like that because I'm still an, an introvert at heart, really. But so when I was a developer, you know, I, I had a, a small freelance group. I had like about a hundred people in there, and um, you know, so I started doing interviews because I was like, you know, let me kind of do interviews because I, I've seen other people doing interviews so that's like the thing to do so <laughs> no other no other than that was to try to grow this group and I had a hundred people in there and um, so I interviewed this guy that I that I was kind of you know seeing in different groups he was you know posting his uh, results and you know different things that he's that he was doing and he was getting a lot of engagement so I'm like I need to interview this guy so I did that and I, at the very end of that interview there's one thing that he told me which uh, which I you know started doing, and I really saw like a rapid growth in what I was doing. And so what he said was, you know, you got to post your results, or you you got you got to show your results to everyone you know that that's online in your you know in your connection in your circle group Facebook profile whatever it is. <clears throat> so I mean, me being like you know humble person, I I don't like to gloat or or brag or anything like that. So when he told me that, I'm like. But isn't that doesn't that mean that I'm bragging? And he's like, no, it just means that you're you're telling people what you've done and the success that you've had. Um, so I you know I really took that to heart. I kind of started posting you know results and case studies that I was having with different clients and campaigns. And um, you know after two three months, I really saw like a good incline of engagement and just people following more me more and more. And um, so yeah, so I mean I think that's you know probably one of the best advice that I've gotten within the last, you know, two years to really put me into a position kind of where I am now. It's crazy what that does, the, the, the proof behind it, you know? Right. There's a guy by the name of Perry Belcher. I don't know if you've ever heard that name. He's, he's a marketer. He's amazing. This guy's like copywriting genius. He had this, uh, this, uh, this mastermind group or whatnot. Steven sent me this clip of it, and it's about uh, essentially like no one cares how you did it. If you if you want to go through and actually tell people what it is, the the secret sauce is, is no longer there, you know? But if you post the results, 
everyone's interested and people believe you they trust you you know no one wants to know what a magician's trick actually is right they just love the fact that it works and that it's impressive you know right um and then those that are wanting to go and actually um reproduce it those are the ones that go become the magicians you know they're the ones that go and learn that skill trade to everyone else they're like i'll just hire you <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> right exactly perfect don't don't tell me it right don't tell me your magic trick because then i know right and then, and then money gets bring, brought into it. It's like, well, is that really worth it? It's like, but the results are. That's awesome. Um, right, right. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Uh, well, I mean, I, I know there's, there's a lot of personal habits that I need to work on that can help me even more. Um, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm not the one that, you know, wakes up at four in the morning like most other people do. Um, I mean, I, I go to bed late and that's just a habit from being a developer. You know, I go to bed three or four in the morning. So I wake up like late noon, sometimes one o'clock <laughs> in, the, in the afternoon, you know, same. <laughs> and, um, so, I mean, and, and that, that to, like, to me, like in that perspective, it's a hard question because, you know, like I mentioned, there's so many things like that I can do better in my personal life that will help me even more. And, and I know that, right. Um, but I think just kind of just being grounded, having like a balance, being humble, um, I think has helped me kind of grow and, and, and that's kind of show now as well. Cause I think you see that and, and other people see that as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. You, uh, very humble in your posts. I, I would definitely say that, um, blown away. Cause I always want to back you up and be like, shut up person. You have no <laughs> idea who Danny is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's awesome. What's, what's a, any go-to internet tools or like anything that you just feel like, man, that's, that's helped me progress or maybe you couldn't live without. Um, I mean, click, click, click funnels has definitely helped, you know, for sure. Um, especially with building funnels and, you know, memberships and all that kind of stuff. Um, tools, I, I, I'm big into technology automation. I, I love Zapier. Um, there's so many cool things that you can do with Zapier that you can automate, you know, your business or your clients, you know, businesses. Um, and I, and I think automation is really what's, you know, going to be talked about a lot. Not a lot of people talk enough about it, but it just saves so much time, you know? So I think when you can save time on, you know, if you have like kind of going back to like, you know, hacking the data, what I talked about, you know, looking at everything from a 30,000 foot view, if there's a certain process or a certain step that you know takes three hours and you can cut that down to like nothing with automation then why not implement that you know yeah you you've been posting so, a lot about automation lately and, yeah uh, yeah i have you know automation flow charts you know i think they all they all really tie together that's key that is that is key i actually i would love to see you come out with like a automation course because i there's a lot of things out there that it's like, here's the tool, but a hammer is no good unless you've got a person to show you how to perfectly use a hammer, you know? Right. And uh, Zapier is one of those tools, man. I look at it and we've got a couple zaps going, but it's one of those things. It's like, there is so much to choose from. I don't know which to choose, you know? <laughs> it's like Netflix, it's you know, there's so many movies to watch, but at the end of the day, right. like I'm not watching a new movie. I'm just picking an old thing. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, I actually was thinking about that last night and, you know, about coming out with a course on, on automation. So that'll be probably coming out soon. <laughs> well, put me on the list because that's one thing in our business that we're like, man, we should just hire like a Zapier professional to just like set up a whole bunch of zaps for us. Cause right. And, and the cool thing is I, I have, um, I have an unlimited Zapier account. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. So those like those, that, those that are in my, in my mastermind group for my course, um, they get they get access to that, and uh, it's cool because I can create zaps and I can just share that with people. That is so, awesome. So it's a little bit different. Like in a course, like you would typically you know watch a video showing or you know seeing how someone does it, but with the access that I have, I could just create it and I could just share it with everyone, and they would just have it without them having to fiddle with it on their own. I think so that's pretty. Cool. I think people lose. I, I think they lose the concept. Like it's like a. It's, it's exactly what we talked about earlier. It's like they, people get this tunnel vision. Like they're like, okay, well, 
uh, every day I do this, 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 and this. And it's like, but they never once go, well, what if I just automated that? <laughs> like, right. You know, right. So that concept. I think, man, that would be, that would be amazing. I'd love to, I'd love to learn what you're applying there. Um, what book would you recommend uh, that you feel has changed your business, your life, or the way you, you run your life? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I like the dot-com secrets, expert secrets books. Um, you know, Russell's a tremendous teacher, master, um, influencer. So I mean, he has, you know, very, he has a great way of putting together, you know, things that he's learned into a way that it's applicable really for anyone, even like, you know, newbies. Um, so definitely, you know, any of his books are great. Um, you know, any, I, I believe now, like if you learn anything about psychology, it's really going to help with everything, you know, with sales, communication. Um, so I'm definitely, you know, I have a couple books on my bookshelf on psychology. Um, one of them, what the, uh, the influencer of psychology, I think it's called, um, let me see. Yeah. Influence the psychology of persuasion by, uh, Robert Caldini. That's, so that's a, that's a pretty a good, good book. book. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just, just anything on that, um, you know, you know, again, I never finished college, um, but you know, I, I just believe understanding psychology is, is, is really key to, um, you know, growing a business sales, you know, communication. So any, anything on that would, would be great. Man, I, I second that. I actually wanted to be a psychologist, you know, that? <laughs> I wanted to be a psychologist. Uh, my mom is a psychologist and I was picking up her old textbooks from college when I was a teenager. Cause I was like, man, people are so weird, you know, like what if I like just knew like what they were thinking, you know, there was all these right. things. And then when I got to college, what was so funny is the college that I went to didn't have a psychology program, but they're like, you go to marketing. And I was like, well, how's that like any, you know, relation, you know, it was so funny at the time. I was like, what are you, have like, that's not even close, you know, like, I would have figured, you know, they could have been like, well, social work or anything else. I mean, no. So, um, right. I probably would have found my way into marketing eventually, but that was just really funny how that came about. I took a marketing class and I hated it. I was like, I'll never do marketing. That was garbage. There was nothing like learning about people. Yeah. Um, yeah, they and, just being able to influence people or change, you know, change their decision based on kind of where they are is just pretty cool, you know? It really is amazing. It's amazing how the brain works and the more you know about the brain. Um, what was so funny, I've got a good buddy who I was talking to him. He is a psychologist. And I was like, oh, I'd love to pick your brain so I can apply it into marketing. He goes, you know, I've learned more about psychology from marketers than I have about or from psychologists. And I was like, that's really funny. Um, so he reads marketing funny. books in relation to psychology than he does like his, you know, the, the actual psychology books. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it, it seems like my marketing is the same way. I mean, if you go to, if you go to college for marketing, you're not going to learn what we, what we all know, you know, um, not it's even totally close. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steven and I will joke. We're like, what did we actually gain from that experience? And I'm like, I think the only reason I ended up in college was the people that I met and uh, I just paid the price of that's what it costs. It's kind of like a mastermind, you know, except for there's only a couple people that are actually worth uh, networking <laughs> with. And uh, outside of that, you they kind of like give you, uh, it's kind of like assignments from a mastermind, but it's not really a good mastermind, no matter how good the school is. <laughs> it's just right. the network. It's kind of like you're paying, you're paying for, the, for the future connections that you're going to have. Exactly. It's like <laughs> so we always joke. We're like, yeah, I think pretty much I, I you know, Paid all this money to meet like Steven and like four <laughs> other people. I'm like it's probably like a fifteen or twenty thousand dollars to network with like each one of those guys. Right. Um, the last thing uh, before we before we wrap up, what are you most excited about now? Like looking forward, we're at the uh, we're starting off the new year. What are you What are you excited for for two thousand eighteen? I, I think just understanding, like you know, there's there there is a lot of opportunity out there. Um, and just you know, kind of seeing like the a rapid growth that I had in 2017, and just being able to apply that, like what I've learned, and then just you know, like double or triple my growth in 2018. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that's what I'm excited about is just kind of seeing where 2018 takes me, and and then kind of having this conversation at the end of next year, be like, you know, where do we go now? Yeah, actually, you know what? I gotta I gotta pre ask you then. Can I interview you in a year from now? We'll look back on 2018 and, and see what <laughs> see what happened, right? We can have a contrasting 
uh, yeah, interviews. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, so I'll I'll send a calendar invite for a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds good. Danny, what's the best way for people to connect with you and hear more from you? Um, Facebook for sure now, unless you know there's a new social media that that comes up. But um, I'm on Facebook as Daniel Vega. Um, I'm always known as Danny. I don't know why I've never changed my name. Um, also, my Facebook group, Entrepreneur Hustle. And then I have a website as well, uh, dannyvega.com. And that's uh, V-E-I-G-A, correct? Yes, correct. Awesome. V-E-I-G-A, right. So Danny Not V-E-G-A. <laughs> right. Not that. Uh, and the last question, what are your final words of advice that you want to leave with those listening today? Just uh, take action. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, listen to podcasts like this one, you know, um, they buy books, even even just, you know, freeloading off of YouTube videos. I mean, whatever it is that you're learning, you know, but actually actually implement what you're learning and not just, you know, not just listen to the podcast and then move on, and then move on to the next one or the next one. But just implementation, I think, is, is really key to retaining what you're learning and just being able to put that into action and making sure it works. Like you said, your failures are not failures are more like, um, what did you say? They're... Um, my, my learning experiences. Yeah, yeah, you're, they're, they're different learning experiences. So, I, you know, if you you know, listen to something, you put that into action and it didn't work out, then, you know, it, it's kind of like the, you got to learn to fail fast rather than continue failing the same thing over and over and over again. So, yeah, so I mean, just uh, implementation and action is, uh, I think, key that um, what people really should be doing. And that is that is the best way to wrap up. It's definitely it's about movement. Um, I had this podcast come out recently about inertia, you know, and it's like, it's all about movement because you just have to be, uh, even if you make the wrong mistakes, but you're moving, like learn from them and, but keep moving, you know, <laughs> don't just right. stop and then try to, uh, then figure it out. It's like, just figure it out as you're going, you know, learn to learn to eat and walk at the same time, learn to drink and walk at the same time, learn to, you know, it's like add now start running now start like sprinting. You know, and you're right. still doing these things as you're in that motion, but don't stop. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause once you stop, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of get back on track. So yeah, definitely, man, Danny, it has been so great. Thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. And I, I got a lot out of this. I was uh, keeping some notes on my phone as, as we were going through and, uh, hopefully it was crazy value bomb to everyone else that it was the same way to me because I've learned a lot. I've got to know you a lot more. And uh, for everyone who's listening, if you haven't joined the Entrepreneur Hustle group on Facebook, you are missing out. And uh, I don't even feel bad for you because that's your decision because you've heard it now. <laughs> um, Danny is, he's seriously, he's dropping lots of value in there for free. Like I'm not telling you this because I'm promoting it and earning money. The guy's dropping it for free guys. So, um, if you can't take good free advice, literally just don't be an entrepreneur. Don't start your business <laughs> because uh, these are things that are extremely valuable and he should be charging for them, but he's not. So um, Danny, seriously, thank you so much again. And uh, guys, remember, keep converting and you can find more on conversionmarketingradio.com. Also, be sure to check out dannyvega.com. That's V-E-I-G-A.com. And uh, Danny, pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Ben.